We're live. Actually, this is recorded. We're, We're recording. Oh, Hi, everybody. You know how you should have started it? You should have gone like. Boo, 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 boo. That's how we ended the I'll last one. I'll let the true fan. What? What? I didn't watch it. Mm. <laughs> well, uh, this is off to a confusing start. <laughs> Just like this confusing movie. Hold on. Let's let's clear it up for people. Welcome to Movie Club, everybody. Oh. You're watching Movie Club, the number one movie podcast on the internet. Yeah. I thought this was the Europe show. That's okay. No, we'll it's, it's so much better than that. Rocco, Derek, and Sean here today. We're talking about a movie that I've never heard of before. I had never heard of before. So neither of you had heard of it at all. That's no, interesting. no. This has been. Oh, this is always on niche, kind of like cult classic movie lists called the Final Countdown. I had always heard about it. Saw some glimpses. I think this is on the Sci-Fi Channel a couple times when I was a kid. My parents. Whenever I would bring it up or it was on Sci-Fi Channel, they would be like, Rocco, you haven't seen this movie, The Final Countdown? This is your, this would be your thing. This would be, you'd be so into this. So after years of putting it off. Nice. Now, well, I, uh, to I'm going to go here on the record right out the gate. Yeah. I don't know if this counts as a science fiction movie. I'm mm. going to, I'm going to say it. Okay. Sci-Fi Channel. I False advertisement, lawsuit incoming. I think it. I think it sneaks under the door. I think it slips through the window. It's just barely a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, it's more of it meets the criteria. It's more of an extra long Twilight Zone episode, which is kind of like a dark fantasy. If you ask me. Okay, so I was like, I saw the actors and I thought, why have I never heard of this movie? The yeah. premise is interesting. Okay. And then I watched the movie and I realized why I've never heard of this movie because why? no one cares to talk about it. Cause it sucks. Well, no, whoa, come on. Whoa, I, I hear about whoa. it all the time. I have you heard. No, you haven't. You, I swear okay. to God. Here's <laughs> the thing. Sean always comes into these episodes. Hot. Yeah. I'm he not, comes out. Boom. These Sorry. movies suck. Do, 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 do. It was two hours of misery. And then we talk about it. No. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? Okay, five shakers. Five, five shakers, five shakers. Out, out of five. No, here's the thing. This movie didn't suck, but it... No, it sucked. But well, it... There, there was an idea here. There was an idea. Uh, listen, we're going to get into the movie. And at the end of this episode, maybe the movie did suck. But I can't say that now. And we need to have a full discussion. Okay. And yeah. Unpack what take we, away what my we suckiness, and maybe I'll well, all like it. I, all I want to say up front is that anytime I ever asked about it, I was told, "Oh, these guys get on a plane, they don't land in the right time." And I thought, "Well, oh, hey, could be a yeah, cool concept." Man, I was not prepared for what it actually this was. This is not that. That's not what this movie. There's about a little bit more all. of a moral decision to make than just we shouldn't have landed in this spot. There's, yeah. Uh, well, that's not even. There's not. <laughs> it's not a time traveling plane. It's a time traveling <laughs> aircraft carrier. Time traveling. Lots it of stuff. Really, to me, seemed like this is like a person who loves aviation and like the military. Yeah. This is their wet dream. Of like, can you imagine what we would have fucking done All right. in yeah. World War Two if if we had our modern day shit? Oh, they'd be so fucked. <laughs> that's what that's what happened. Yeah. This started. So this movie came out in 1980. Um, I'd never heard of it. It was produced by Lloyd Kaufman. Yeah, the guy who made Toxic Avenger. Yeah. So and you could kind of see the influence, honestly. Yeah. You know, yeah. A little bit of a sci-fi twist, fantasy yeah. twist. I uh, I watched a little documentary on the movie where Lloyd Kaufman talked about it and how he was like, this is one of those movies where, you know, he made money kind of like 
in the early days producing other movies, getting involved in the production on other movies, and this is one of them where he was heavily involved. That surprised me. I had no clue. I did not know that. Yeah, especially because the Toxic Avenger is kind of, I mean, it's admittedly an amateur, rough yeah. around the edges, punk rock, yeah. shot from the hip, anything goes movie. Yeah. You would almost think the guy who made that would be incapable of making this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because this movie, I thought, was really pretty to look at. Mm. Yeah. It was one of those movies, you... You see a movie from 1980, you expect it to look old and mm-hmm. feel old. Yeah, it just didn't look that old. This one yeah. felt pretty modern. Honestly, they're showing the uh, monument for the Arizona, the ship that got sank in Pearl Harbor. And it yeah. looks brand spanking hey, new because it, it probably was. was. Yeah, yeah. I, I went there, actually. I was on uh, oh, that memorial. Really? For, Does I, it look better in the movie or in real life? It looks better in real life. But it it, it brought me back to my honeymoon, which is a weird place to go on your honeymoon. But that was wow. one, of, one of many stops. Little dark. Wow. One of many stops. God, you, um, what puts you in the mood? I'm afraid to ask. Well, let me ask. <laughs> Death. Let me ask you during, did you, were you able to stop the Pearl Harbor attack? <laughs> I wasn't able to stop it. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. fair enough. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, no, um, but you could definitely tell through, like I said, through watching this little documentary thing, it's like, yeah, the, it's these, it's these Hollywood movies that he kind of cut his teeth and learned like, here's how to do this stuff. And I know how to do it cheaper and quicker and, you know, do my own mm-hmm. take on it yeah. or whatever. So, so I'm the, always interested to see stuff like that. This movie stars some big actors. It's, uh, is it, uh, which one of the Sheens is it? Martin, Martin Sheen. It's Martin. I keep. It is Martin Sheen. Yeah. I kept thinking it was Charlie Sheen. No, because God, no. because it's Kirk Douglas, mm, who's yeah. the father of Michael Douglas. Yeah. So you yeah. have these two Hollywood dynasties. Yeah. Intersecting right. in here, but it's both the fathers. It's right? the fathers, and honestly, but, though, but, I, sorry, but in my brain, it was like, oh, Kirk Douglas is the father, therefore this. It's Charlie Sheen, the son, but yeah. no, it's, it's Martin <laughs> Sheen when he's really young. He, yeah. he, there was moments I was like, he looks just like Charlie Sheen. And there's yeah. another moment like, oh my God, it's Emilio Estevez. It looks just like Emilio Estevez. Totally. It's crazy you saw both of them in yeah. this. And Kirk Douglas is the ultimate like old, old, like manly actor. Like he was in so many movies where he was the chiseled manly guy, you know, and so it was fun. I always get a kick out of him being in some. By the way, for sharp-eyed viewers who are watching this on our Patreon, yes, we do have the movie playing behind us right now. You can see uh, Martin Sheen right here as mm-hmm. he meets Kurt Douglas. So basically, here's the plot of the film. Martin Sheen is um, an analyst who works for the Department of Defense, and he's been hired by some sort of rich guy, probably the guy who owns his um, defense contract, to go on this aircraft carrier, the USS Nimitz, and just observe just check it out. If there's anything he thinks could be done different or better, he's going to write a report about mm-hmm. it. So obviously, everybody on the boat is not going to like this guy. He's mm-hmm. there to blow up their spot. And right. He's a job. civilian, too. They don't respect him. Yeah. <laughs> the The captain of the Nimitz is Kirk Douglas. Um, and I don't remember the character's name. Uh, but his second in command, who captain I... Matthew. Yeah. Matthew Yelland. Yelland. Uh, do you remember the name of the second in command? Um, that dude, mm, Richard, was it Richard Commander Richard Owens? Uh, it may have been maybe James Ferentino. That uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. guy with the dark hair, Commander Richard Owens. Yes, the second in command is kind of like a historian. He's working on some manuscript about the history of Pearl Harbor. Right, 
and uh, Martin Sheen finds his book because their uh, bunks are next to each other. He kind of reads his stuff, and he has some friction with this guy, you know? He well, he was caught reading his shit. He's caught reading his, his room. shit. He's going through his room. Yeah, and he tells him, like, I'm here to make sh- sure you guys can't do anything better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you don't you can always that. do stuff better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... What I thought was cool about this, and I've already kind of said it, was the movie looks really pretty. Mm-hmm. And personally, I really like aircraft carriers. Yeah. That, and I really like dogfight dog fights, that, fighter jets. That's what I was going to say, Derek, going into this. I thought I was like, there's some definite airplay with uh, jets and shit like that. And I was like, I bet Derek will be into that. Yeah. <laughs> so truth be told, my expectations going into this movie were extremely low. I've just never heard of this movie and I expected it was going to suck. Mm-hmm. W- watching the airplanes was fun. Yeah. So I was getting a kick out of, you know, they show you air airplanes landing on the carrier and how they get caught on the kind of the hook line so yeah. they, don't, right. they don't fall off. And to, yeah. to me, and I know this movie came out, I'm thinking that it reminded me of Top Gun, which came out later, obviously. Yeah. Not that much later. Not much. Yeah. But it reminded me of the opening scene of Top Gun mm. of like, you know, the guy getting the little flares and then like the planes. Taking yeah. Off. Yeah. Of course. It's like, what if. The whole movie was the opening of Top Gun. That was the movie. And that's pretty... I mean, like, there there was very little plot, I thought, with uh, 90% plane footage and how an aircraft carrier works. <laughs> Which, if you're interested in that, that's cool. But it was mostly that to me. I was interested in there that. There you go. <laughs> See, this scene here, Martin Sheen, like, goes into his bunk, and there's a sofa, and he grabs the wall and pulls out the bed and, like, opens it up. And I was like, oh, that's how the beds work. Yeah. I was, for I the was, gearheads. I was yeah. getting a kick out of that. Mm-hmm. Well, um, and I was going to say, too, you know, there's lots of practically shot. I mean, obviously no CG in this movie. Well, um, there's something with the with the jets and, uh, you know, all the all the a lot of the shit that happens up in the air. Um, Lloyd Kaufman talked about it where he's like a lot of that stuff they weren't even going to shoot. They were like, yeah, we'll just show this in landing and we'll tell them what happened or we'll do, you know, they were going to like dance around a lot of the technical stuff that you saw in it. Yeah. And he was the one who spoke up. He's like, hey, they, they showed up to see this stuff. Show them mm. like, you know, we're here. Like, let's get this. Like, yeah. let's capture some, you know. Yeah, he was on your this your movie. Page. I did read had like the full blessing of the Navy mm-hmm. and they really were into like, yeah, make us look cool, <laughs> yeah, make us yeah. look rad. And then they use this as like a recruitment tool because mm-hmm. they wanted to show you this is what life on the boat is that like. That makes <laughs> so much sense yeah. because as the movie went on, yeah. I started to kind of take issue <laughs> with the way they presented these characters mm-hmm. because they are so fucking amped to go to war and i'm like why 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 are you like i wouldn't be stoked about that yeah like you're all like we'll we'll get into it when we get to that they had legit posters for this movie inside the navy recruitment offices they that that, makes a lot wow that's how much in time because i mean like they're using the nimitz they're actually filming on the fucking thing Yeah. yeah like but to to your credit about filming the planes in the air yeah that stuff is never filmed cool. You always see it in docu- uh, archival footage, documentary yeah. footage left over from some war. It's always yeah. grainy, far away. To see it filmed cinematically yeah. through the eyes of an artist yeah. on high-quality film, they have beautiful shots of, really these, do. of these planes yeah. flying through the air. It looks yeah. majestic. I agree. And yeah. the way that they maneuver in some yeah. parts of the movie. 
There is a part in this movie later on where these planes are fucking with some Japanese planes and they are doing barrel rolls yeah. and, and high, high, um, you know, I, I don't want to say like high octane, but just high caliber aerial maneuvers. Yeah, yeah. And I was screaming. I was like, holy shit, that's <laughs> cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, that's all stuff that like Lloyd Kaufman had to go in like, guys, let's film. You People want to see this stuff. Don't skimp on that. So yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, I was just going to say the last technical thing about the jets was the thing that was cracking me up in this behind the scenes stuff was that they kept underestimating the power of the jets. Uh, like, oh, put the camera right here and then we'll film like the jet like powering up, you know, kicking on. It's like, mm. melt your camera. Yeah, you might want to like back up. No, 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 it'll be cool. We, we won't go very long. Okay, no, it was just concussive fucking blasts. So they were like, oh, we they blew fucking cameras like across the, th- I mean, it was, it was like, cool. Yeah, I warned you to not yeah. be there. Okay, yeah. So that was cracking I, me up. I also did read, there's a part where one of the, the jets, their uh, tow cable or thing <laughs> is broken and they have to crash into like the emergency stopping system of like those yeah. ropes or whatever. Yeah. It's a whole thing. And they pull this thing up. It kind of becomes like a major part of the movie. Not major, but a, definitely a decent chunk big of sequence, it. sequence, yeah. Yeah, big sequence. But that wasn't supposed to happen. That really did happen where that person's tow cable was broken. So they just rushed a camera out there and filmed it and then oh. added it to the movie later. So yeah. that happened while they were on the boat filming other things. Like, oh, shit, that's going to happen. Let's film it. Oh, So then snap. they added that, which yeah, is cool. That's cool. It is cool. Improvise <laughs> it. You know, you would never get to see that stuff unless you were in the military. Yeah. And then even if you're in the military today, you're probably not going to see exactly this because yeah. this is from 1980. So in a way, it's it's crystal clear documentary footage. Yeah, kind of. It's kind of cool in that sense. You can tell it's real. It feels real. It is real. Yeah, I watched a 4K version of this and it looked really good. 4K. Uh, Nice. Yeah, they they just remastered this movie. So all that footage, it was worth it at least just to see that. Mm. Cool. Well, all right. So now the movie gets interesting, as you can see happening on the screen behind us. Out of fucking nowhere. Oh, no. Uh, a wormhole, a, a, a para, a paradimensional, <laughs> magical s- sea storm. I hit, fucking hate those. Hits the Nimitz. You, I almost just because it's playing out behind me. I almost just want to let the audience just watch this screen. This was like a bad. <laughs> this was like a bad Genesis music video from the eighties. <laughs> it just got so weird. Yeah, everyone's just screaming and laying on the floor holding their ears and like this weird like cartoon effects. They have this like faded on projection just washing over everybody. Yeah. They do rear projection and people are like throwing themselves around. What's going on? Nobody knows. No one knows. There it is. Here here it is. It's opening up. No, there's no explanation. There's no warning. There's no hype or foreshadowing. It's just. Paradimensional, interdimensional oh. sea storm wormhole portal yeah. hits the Nimitz. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, um, yeah. But definitely some old style optical effects if you're a fan of those. Here yeah. it is. Oh, you know, it's, it's so funny to me because you read the, I mean, I read the description before I watched the movie, which is my own doing. But like, okay. I went in cold. I had, I you purposely had, you knew nothing. did not. I almost was like, what's this about? No. You know what? I'm just going to let it yeah. unfold. That's, I wish yeah. I had done that because for me, I don't know how long it took you, Derek, but like, okay, I know, I know what happened, but like, I'm just waiting, like 
Can you figure it out? Because it's been it's gonna it's been like twenty five minutes oh, and you see, haven't figured out I, that it's it, night. It actually made me feel smart and it made me enjoy the movie oh, because yeah. the movie opens with Pearl Harbor. Okay, a lot of movies open with just you know with Pearl Harbor specifically military shit. Yeah, yeah. And Pearl Harbor, <laughs> and they're showing the Arizona. Okay. Um, and then this anomaly hits and I don't know what's going on. And is this an attack from Russia? They're wondering like, are we going to war? Right. I actually like the characters kind of not knowing what was happening. Yeah. I like sure. that the, the crewmen start asking the captain, like, did we just get attacked? You ordered us all to like take positions. What's happening? And, and nobody knows. Mm-hmm. And slowly I started thinking like, oh, they sh- they're at Pearl Harbor. Oh, they showed the Arizona. They made a big point of that. I wonder if they're going back to the 40s. Mm. Yeah. This is my favorite scene, too. This is when I knew they were going back. Okay. By the way, if you want to watch this movie, it's available free on Tubi. That's how I watched it. I did watch it with commercials. So maybe that's, you know. Maybe that also spoiled your experience. You know what, though? That that was fine. You read spoilers eh. and watched it with commercials. I didn't read any spoilers. I just read, like. It says like warship goes back in time to stop Pearl Harbor. That's, that's what a, that's, that's, a that's a spoiler. Total spoiler. That's a spoiler. I didn't know any of that. Okay, he okay. had it ruined. Can for you him. chill that's out it. for one second? Okay, I'm sorry. just saying you go to you, uh, you go to Tubi, which I did, yeah. and that's before you hit play. That's on the screen. I go okay, play. <laughs> like no. I didn't like look up spoilers. Oh, I it was on like the this. TV before I ever hit play. When Fair I pick enough. a Tubi movie, I go like that. So that's on you, <laughs> yeah, not me. Sure. Rocco had told yeah. us this is about an airplane that goes back in time. Yeah, so that's, that's all I that's, ever knew. That's yeah, that was all I knew going in, and it ended uh, up not being that. So. Yeah. Seriously, uh, Sean, you could have come to my place 4K pristine copy of it. Next time. Yeah. No. When when the sequel's made. There's still McDonald's commercials, but I was choosing them, not them. Okay, fair enough. So this Vortex hits, and they take a little while figuring out what's going on, but they've been sent back in time. This movie starts getting cool. Mm -hmm. I actually started really enjoying this movie when it cuts to a yacht in the ocean in the 40s. Yeah. And it's just people on a luxurious yacht in the 40s listening to the radio, like getting drunk. And I was like, this looks like a nice time. Like, Mm -hmm. I would like to be on this yacht. Yeah. And the captain sends out some jets to figure out what's going on. And they survey the land and they kind of see that Pearl Harbor is still there. That's when I started figuring it out. But the people on the yacht see the futuristic jets. Right. And it's like they've seen UFOs. It was like pretty cool. Yeah. Great concept. Great concept. I agree. Great concept. That could have been done in 30 seconds, but it was like Wait, a ten, it was 30 it seconds. It was 10 minutes of like, let's send the jets out. Okay. And then it's like loading up the jets. And then like, here goes a jet. Here goes yeah, another yeah, jet. That was yeah. 10 minutes. But, yeah. but the people on the boat sure. having the UFOs fly over, yeah. what was that? I they agree. were marked with American things. Well, there's no way Americans have anything like that. <laughs> no, that, that was 30 seconds. That was 30. Yeah. Okay, sure. And that was cool. But the sequence of send out the planes to the guy seeing it could have been 30 seconds. Yeah. But instead, it was 10 and a half minutes and me going like, they did milk okay, it. This, this, okay, I got know, it. I, I don't know why I'm just fascinated watching. The military process. Mm-hmm. Um, I just something I don't know about, kind of. You know? Yeah, you know, it's like exactly to me. I'm just learning stuff. I'm just watching yeah. it happen and be like, oh, that's how they do it. Yeah, it's really interesting to me to learn kind of the process and to see what these guys on these boats do. Yeah, you know, I don't want to join the navy after watching this, but it's it's interesting to watch it to watch them do it. Sure, for me, anyway. Yeah, so. 
the people on this boat are actually um, senators. Amer- There's an American senator, his assistant, and his uh, friend, and they're preparing a speech um, because this guy's going to be running for vice president. Um, yeah, okay. And after they've seen these futuristic planes, they start seeing Japanese fighters, the first kind of scouts from mm. the Pearl Harbor attack. Mm. And the Japanese fighters, um, the people on the Nimitz, are starting to figure out where they are, and mm. they're aware, like, oh, Pearl Harbor is going to happen today. Oh, these fighters, their job was to go out and destroy any boats that could warn the mainland of the attack. So these fighters, these Japanese fighters, attack the boat and blow it up. Okay, I don't know how they blow it up. They, like, machine gun it and it explodes. Kind of unrealistic. Yeah, they hit the the, the gasoline tank. Yeah, the gasoline tank that was filled with C4. That boat, like, (laughs) blew up more than was necessary. Yachts used to run on C4. You got to read about it, you know, do some history. Um, But So then the captain orders his jets to, like, fight those Japanese fighters. And then again, it's cool. Futuristic jets versus world war two fighter planes. Guess who wins? When are you ever going to see this in a movie? <laughs> no, you won't. Yeah. No, Honestly, no. Hey, this, this Derek, is like a little kid idea that yeah. you're like, how come they never did that in a movie? Yeah. Oh, they actually did. Yeah. I agree. I agree that that part is the idea is very, is cool. And I liked the way it was filmed. It was that was the part where they were doing the rolls and the maneuvers, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, this is cool." Yeah. I do, I don't know why though. I was cracking up the whole time, and I still am. I just love that the storm. It could have warped them to any time in mm-hmm. any place in time or space, and I love that it went to the historical date of when the Pearl Harbor attacks happened. Like what? Like what a what a dickhead storm. That was just like, no, no. Uh, oh, where are we? I, oh, I, September 10th, 2001. I kind well. of agree. <laughs> and you're right. Like, but it could that, have been just some Tuesday. But for me, you know, that wasn't a problem. No, no, no. I uh, didn't because really I was figuring it out with them. Like, oh, where yeah. are they? Later on, it did become a problem for me. <laughs> but we'll talk about that. Sure, yeah. But either way, I, I'm down. If it's a good movie premise, I'll go with it. But I just thought it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> They're able to rescue the senator and his assistant after the Japanese blow up their yacht, and they're able to rescue one fighter pilot, Japanese fighter pilot. Let me just say, at this point, my opinion of the movie is starting to change, and I'm starting to think this is one of the most badass movies I've ever seen in my life. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> they take the Japanese... They, they take everybody and they basically put them in custody because they don't know what to tell them. Yeah. How do you explain that we're from the future? They, right. and no the one's pe- going to believe this. And the people yeah. who've been abducted, they're like seeing uh, water helicopters for the first time. Right. Yeah. They're seeing jets and aircraft carriers for they're the first time. It. And they're acting like they're being abducted by aliens. Yeah. Like, what is all this technology? Yeah. In, yeah. in that sense, it's almost sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. It, it, for it those, for those it people. Counts, but yeah, I know what you mean. But uh, all I was going to say was you talked about your opinion at this point. I was starting to enjoy it at this point, too, because I was kind of like, what is this? And right around now is where I was going, okay, this movie rules. This is great. But I checked the timer, and it was like, dude, this movie's not that long. It's been an hour? I thought, like, oh, we're in the first 20 minutes, and we're, we're kicking off. Once I saw we were like, no, you're like a, you're get, making your way through, towards the end. I was like, oh. It's because, Rocco, you went through 20 minutes of plot and 40 minutes of airplane footage. <laughs> yeah. And you that was, lost hey, track of time. That, you know that was my only letdown moment. But I'm like, you know Ooh, what? Okay. It's all cool. Sure. Because the movie just keeps getting better and better. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> and at this get, point, now what? Literally, this movie gave me chills. Wow. <laughs> and I'll tell you when. Okay. 
They capture a Japanese fighter pilot and they're interrogating him. Okay, I know. Yeah. This part was cool. And, this part was cool. The, and the fighter pilot, over the course of the interrogation, fucking breaks out, steals a machine gun, yeah. and starts fucking icing everyone in the room. <laughs> Dude, and they didn't I'm hold back. I'm not kidding. No, they, they did didn't not hold back. back. They, they didn't. There's blood everywhere. It's a fucking action movie. I really thought at that point, I'm like, they will clearly, there will be a kind of a conversation here. Like, <laughs> look, we may not understand each other, but let's work this out. Nope. This, <laughs> this movie's been like a Twilight Zone episode up to this point. Yeah. Oh, oh the senator. Oh, he disappeared on this day. Blah, blah. Yep. Oh, what's going on in the interrogation room? Bah, 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 bah. Send the Marines. Dudes are like running in with machine guns. It's like Metal <laughs> yeah. Gear Solid shit. The, the main <laughs> characters are there in the room now. It's uh, Martin Sheen. It's the senator. Yeah. It's the girl who's his assistant. And it's yeah. the guy who's the historian. Yep. Um, and they're all being held there at gunpoint. And the, nobody speaks Japanese. And the Japanese guy doesn't speak English. This is one of those scenes. Yeah. For me, it's gripping. Because you're like, I have no idea what's going to happen in yeah. the next second. Yeah. And I don't want to look away because anything can happen. Yeah. Anybody in this room could be dead in five seconds. Mm -hmm. And you don't know. And I love... That he like gets one guy to turn on the radio and they bring a translator to talk over the radio yeah. over speakerphone and they're having this whole negotiation in a three-way speakerphone radio thing, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. So here's the part that gave me chills. Uh, basically, the Japanese guy takes them all hostage and he uh, conveys to them, I need to get to a radio and I need to radio my fleet to let them know what's going on. And some other soldiers break in and another gunfight breaks out. And now he gets the girl hostage with a gun to mm. her head. Yeah. And the captain's like, we have no other option. Tell him. And the historian. Yeah, this part was cool. He fucking blows this. He galaxy brains this dude. <laughs> and he's like, I know why you're here. You just took off with a plane fleet of 353 planes at 8 a.m. yesterday. You're going to Pearl Harbor tomorrow. Your six planes that you flew from were the Nikita, the hero, the this, the that. He names mm -hmm. the planes. Your general is this. Your code word is oh. climb Mount Nikita. And then he says it in Japanese. And when he gives the Japanese pilot his secret code word, the dude literally is like, <laughs> <laughs> like galaxy brain yeah, how, and how? I got fucking chills. Yeah. I was like, this shit is fucking cool. He fucking Wikipedia bombed. <laughs> he him. Wikipedia Just, bombed his ass. Yeah. You never see that happen in a movie. Yeah. And then when the when the Japanese soldier is having his mind fucked, they'd like machine gun him and kill and they, him. They kill they him. They take him out. Yeah. yeah. I was kind of hoping that I'll be real. I liked uh, all the action, but that was, I was hoping like, oh, they'll work something out. There'll be something interesting here. <laughs> all right. We got him. He's dead. Okay. I thought so too. Yeah, right. Like, okay, now okay. he's on their side and they're, they're going to communicate. Yeah. Nah, he got and then, and, then, and then like something emotional happens where he can't go on with them or something like that. Yeah. Nope. We got him. Don't worry. Yeah. He's dead. Foreshadowing for how the movie ends overall. <laughs> yeah. So the, you know, the senator's there and he's putting the pieces together and, and like he wants to warn Pearl Harbor, but the captain doesn't want to warn Pearl Harbor. It's a paradox. You yeah, know? What do you do? And that, yeah. and I get that. You know, that's a whole, if you're You've watching Star Trek, yeah. that's yeah. the prime directive. You can't, yep. if you go back in time, you can't fuck with anything because you're yep. going to ruin everything. Yep. Yeah. That is, that is time travel 101. And they do get into that, you know? Like, we have the ability now. We know what's going to happen for the next 40 years. By the way, I love that this movie takes place in a window from 
Pearl Harbor to 1980. Yeah. And they are always talking about like, oh my God, this was 40 years ago. Oh my God, this is wow. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like this, I'm watching this movie in 2022. <laughs> right. More time has passed since this movie came yeah. out. Right. Than Pearl Harbor. Than, yeah. Than between those two events. Make, yeah. a, make a sequel. We go back to the 80s. We go back to this movie Let's and we stop them from going back in time. Yeah. Oh, perfect. So they decide like, we're not going to warn anybody about Pearl Harbor. But then the captain goes, I'm just going to fucking stop Pearl Harbor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to take my one nuclear powered aircraft carrier. Yeah. And I'm going to fucking wipe out the Japanese. And they won't know what force. happened. Yeah. Which to Got me the firepower. Is, is like, what is the logic here? That's what I, you I don't, don't know. You don't want to warn America what's coming. You're just going to stop World War II from ever happening. Like, I don't get it. I don't get the logic. Also, World Truthfully. War II is going to happen. That was a, it was a whole thing. I don't get Truthfully, it. I don't get it. I don't. And what's your plan? Like, you stop the invasion. You're rewriting a history significantly. But they don't know. In the moment, they don't know. They, they're, they're faced with... The, that's the difficulty. Yeah. Is they know a lot of people are about to die... Well, can we if, if we just blow these guys up, can we stop that? See, that's it. That's can, all they can can't pause think further. here because to me, this is where the movie kind of started breaking down because I and I really wondered, like, I really thought about it. What would you guys do? Hmm. In my opinion, World War Two has already happened. Right. Yes. You everybody on this ship is the descendant of the people who fought in World War Two. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's done. It's done. You're going to go back in time and you're going to fight in World War II? What is the logic there? I don't know. I understand on some level he thinks maybe I can stop World War II from happening. Mm -hmm. But for me, Derek Acosta, putting myself in those shoes, I'm like, it already happened. Like, yeah, your goal should be to get back to your place in time. Right. Yeah. Yes. Not try to stop World War II from happening. No. Right? Because that's... One, is that even possible? Two, yeah, you're you're putting all of your own soldiers into a conflict that they don't need to be in. Yeah, your goal <laughs> should be protect them. Yeah. That's how yeah. I was thinking. Yeah, uh, I, I yeah. like the captain, Kirk Douglas, but when he made this decision, I was like, "You're a fucking madman. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're a fucking psychopath. <laughs> you're a fucking super villain." Those poor fucking... I always say this whenever we do a war movie. Yeah. I always say those poor, and then I name the enemies. Right. The other <laughs> army. Those poor fucking Japanese following orders have to take on a, an, <laughs> an aircraft, aircraft carrier. carrier from the future. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> they didn't sign up for that shit. Yeah. Uh, that, that part was a little weird. I'm, to I'm torn because my default is don't get involved. Yeah. You aren't even supposed to be here. Don't get involved. That's my default. But then the other part of me is like, hey, throw a monkey wrench in the works. You know, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily get involved in fight. I, that's I wouldn't I wouldn't sign off on that. Yeah. But would I make a call? Hey, <laughs> by the way, be ready. Something's coming your way. Yeah. Maybe I would like mm. like almost like that's the compromise. Like I'm not going to get involved, yeah, but, but the, I am going to tell you that's exactly what he didn't want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, he sucks. You know, I agree. I'm well, just thinking like Pearl Harbor. For this generation, is their 9-11, right? Like that's like yeah. For us, 9-11 for us is whatever. So if I well, yeah, we showed up, if we showed up and we we could stop 9-11, we showed up at 9-10, would we do it? Would we stop it? I you, this is I the think, movie we should be writing. Okay, but dude, you have to say, <laughs> but we're from the year 2040. Right. And we've got 
badass guns. Sure. Okay. Yes. We've got, no, we've got better plane security. We've got, no, we've got like men in black technology. Okay. The noisy cricket. Like, would we you stop the TSA it? We with us. I, maybe. Noisy cricket. I think I would. Oh, I'd stop it. Why not? Would I, would I stop 9-11? Because, 20, because yeah, now man. it's close to you, you know? I, I mean, I know yeah. people who have oh, dude, you're friends, right. family that were on the plane, you know, or, or there at that time. You're right. So Kirk Douglas, he lived through. That's, yeah. He See? lived through World War II. So he's and, like, I can't. Mm, it hurts too much. I got to yeah, do something. I got to do something. Wow. I'm going to stop these. Dude, yeah. you just convinced me. Again. All right. The movie's great. <laughs> <laughs> you convinced me. Again, I wouldn't necessarily go in to battle There the it is. That, that's the moment when they think they're UFOs, by yeah. the way. That's pretty cool. I wouldn't necessarily get involved in the battle, but would I make a call? Hey, yeah. don't get take a different flight. Well, I'm Maybe. watching the movie, and then this is my thought. It's a movie. Sometimes the answer is... It's a movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And the character needs to take the most extreme action he can. Otherwise, you're not going to have a movie. If the captain of the Nimitz is like, wow, this is crazy. Get me my telephone. I'm, I'm leaving the movie unsatisfied. But he's, <laughs> if he's like, wow, this is crazy. Yeah. I have the technology to yeah. stop World War II. I'm fucking using it. Son of a gun, I'm going to go for yeah. it. <laughs> I lived through it, and I could stop it now. I'm going to yeah. do Yeah, I could do it. So that's yeah. his choice. But... Yeah. So let's get back to the senator. Okay. Uh, Which, but real quick with the senator. Yeah. I didn't do any research on the senator. Was he real? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> he may have been. I thought I would have heard about a senator who was going to be yeah. maybe the president or whatever. Yeah. Disappearing on Pearl Harbor. Who knows? Yeah. I can't remember. I didn't do my research on that. Yeah. I didn't. I, I, I meant to. I was talking about that part and I just didn't look it up. So the senator, by the way, I have to hand it to all of the actors in this movie. I think the acting in this movie is really good. There's one particular person who sucks. Who? I don't remember his name, but he's like the third in command. Oh. But he yeah, that guy kind of sucks. Sucks. But the senator I thought was great because I was thinking, how would you play this part if you were an actor? I'm a senator from the 1940s, and I just got abducted by an aircraft carrier from the future. Yeah. He was pretty good. Yeah. He was, like, angry and confused, and he didn't believe it, and I actually kind of started sympathizing with his character. Sure. He wants to warn Pearl Harbor, <clears throat> so they convince him, like, okay, we're going to take you to Pearl Harbor. You can do whatever you want. But secretly, they're going to drop him off on an island so that he can avoid the whole conflict. Mm -hmm. When they get on the airplane or the helicopter to go to that island, it's really pretty. It reminded me of Star Wars. Mm. <laughs> when the air, when the helicopter is kind of like lifting up on the elevator and they're yeah. like watching him go. Mm -hmm. I was just about to say real quick, uh, the <laughs> yeah. senator um, was a fictitious okay. character. That's However, his you know he was uh, Samuel Chapman. That was an actual uh, representative. Um, Back in the day, um, he actually died in 1941. They used the name, and it's so, it's, okay. but it wasn't. But they made this scenario. Up. Okay, okay, fair enough. They do say that he mysteriously died on this day, and there's this whole argument in throughout this movie of can you change t history, or will it happen no matter what? Is it fate? Right. Is it even possible to change it? Mm -hmm. They take him to this island. The historian goes with him, his assistant, and and Samuel Chapman. But Samuel Chapman figures out what's happening at the last minute, and he steals a flare gun, and he tries to hijack the helicopter to <laughs> take him back to the ship. The historian and his assistant are off the helicopter on the island by this point, but the flare gun accidentally goes off, and the helicopter explodes. Mm -hmm. Samuel Chapman does die on that day after all. Mm -hmm. Interesting. 
I just saw Garrett walk by with fake boobs on, and it totally blew my concentration. <laughs> He's making costumes. <laughs> he just walked by. He's working on stuff. Biggest brassiere. Oh, my goodness. I was like, what? who's that? Oh, it's Garrett. Anyways, <laughs> behind the scenes at the Mega 64 Studios. Some inside baseball. What's going on in the studio? But the historian from the boat, he's left on the island. He's stranded on the island. Okay, fuck them. Who cares? Here's the conclusion of the movie. The captain launches all his jets to go stop Pearl Harbor. Oh, no. What? What happened? The electrical storm. Oh, come on. Not now. It's back again. (laughs) This is the worst time for it to show back up. Uh, Yeah. I love as soon as that thing shows up, it's like, all right, well, I mean, fuck it. What? Should we go through the storm? Ah, is it even worth trying not to? They do make a line. If we can manage not to go through the storm, we know what's going to happen over the next 40 years. We can fix all the mistakes. Right. They make that. They, they do say that. Right. But then, fuck it. They go through the storm. <laughs> and then they say the line, Wow, isn't it crazy that the electrical storm sent us back to exactly where it took us from to begin with? That's cool. Isn't that crazy? That storm actually is kind of cool. That's a crazy-ass storm. Yeah, storms are usually pretty consistent and predictable. Was now it's in Pearl Harbor, but like the year 1500 or some shit. Yeah. And now it's just like... The next movie is this, The Nimitz Adventures Through Time. Yeah, year 10,000 yeah. BC. They, they, they have to fight dinosaurs. They could have done the Planet of the Apes thing, where they thought they went back, but, and it, went but forward. it was all yeah. fucked up. And they were the ones with the relics. Oh, yeah. and it's like super future stuff. Yeah, and they, they have show like, up and Doc Brown is there. Oh, they could have done something cool. Yeah. That if you want a Pepsi, sick. here's a but, $50 bill. But the ending is literally like, I'm going to stop Pearl Harbor from happening. Oh, the storm's back. Oh, that was crazy. Yeah, it was just like, that oh, was, I guess... That was off. That but, was wild. And I'm going to say this again. <laughs> Send out the fighter jets to stop Pearl Harbor. 25 minutes again of planes taking off. Only to 30 seconds later, all right, bring them back. It's like, I just watched yeah. the fucking <laughs> go. <laughs> by the way, by the way. Boop. Oh, we went through the electrical storm. Oh, but we didn't get our planes back on our boat before we did. Check the radar. Oh, they all came through as well. We oh, didn't, good. We didn't lose a single one. Good, good, good. Phew! Thank God. <laughs> uh, okay. This pissed me off. Mm. I was like so down with this movie, and then I feel like I had the rug pulled out from under me. <laughs> yes. I was like... Totally. You spent two hours setting up, I'm going to stop World War II from happening. Yeah. And then somebody flushed a cosmic toilet and you're back where you started. Yeah. Like, what was the fucking point? You wasted two hours. Literally, what did we accomplish here? Nothing. Nothing. We killed a couple of our men. I remember when I was a kid, uh, me and some uh, other neighborhood friends, uh, my family and their family went to the beach one day. Like, let's have a beach day. Okay. And we went and my friend was like, hey, let's dig a hole so deep in the beach and make that like our fort. Like we can like go down sure. in there and throw uh-huh. shit from it. And we worked on designing that thing all day. We were putting patterns into it. This is my area, this is that area. And then my mom went, all right, let's go. And it was like, why the fuck did we spend all day? Yeah, you wasted your thing? whole day. I never felt the same as that until that, until this we got to that point in the movie. It was like, why were we even debating this? They the had a fundamental <laughs> flaw with this movie, which is, they had no ending for this movie. Yeah. yeah. They had no fucking clue how they were going to end this movie. And when it came time to do an ending, it was, oh, the storm happened again. 
Yeah. It's like I, in a cartoon when you get hit with a frying pan and you're a different person. Yeah. And then the remedy is hit him with the frying pan again and it sets him back. Yeah. I really feel like they felt like we haven't gotten to the very ending yet, but it's, you know, the the guy gets yelled at by the admirals. Uh, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas? Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas. Shit. Yeah. Kurt Douglas walks out and then he sees his mysterious employer and right. opens the door. And who is it? It's, it's the uh, the guy in the, 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 the commander. It's the historian who, who got left on the island with with that girl, and they're married together, and they were the ones to, and to get the girl her younger. dog back. And, and they have old and people makeup. Now on. they're old, and yeah, he was the mysterious owner of the defense contract who sent. Martin Sheen on the boat to begin with. Yeah, I'm assuming oh. to get the dog. Yeah, um, and he pulls him back and he yes. goes, good work, Linky, you came back. And I thought, what about all that shit you said about if we stay back, we're going to know what happened over the next 40 years and we could set it right. You're telling me this guy fucking knew about Vietnam, Korea, the yeah. Kennedy assassination, yeah. the Martin Luther King assassination, yeah. the Robert Kennedy assassination, yeah. all of those significant historical events. He didn't do anything about it except no. make himself he filthy made, rich. He got rich. He knew which teams to bet on, apparently. Yeah, he got that uh, He got that sports almanac shit. Right? I'm this guy you. was like a really heroic character throughout the film. And in the final second, I'm like, you're a fucking piece of shit. You used all the you used this incredible opportunity to make yourself personally wealthy and to retrieve a fucking dog. Yeah. But <laughs> this is a personal yes. vendetta to get a dog. I think it was. And I think but they thought that was the ending. So like as you said, like getting back in time, they didn't care about that. They just wanted to get to that, you know, the money shot of the guy in the limo who's yep. old. It's like this is for, stupid. For nineteen eighty, yeah. that was probably a mind blower concept, you know? This whole movie, to me, once it was all said and done, this is my simula. This is what, in my eyes, what the process of this movie was. Yeah, they go. What if you could stop Pearl Harbor? But then the old people were the people they left behind. That's all they had, and then they just kind of built around yeah. that. It- <laughs> and uh, again, that probably bl- in a pre Back to the Future era. That probably blew minds. The ending reeked of Twilight Zone. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It took this movie from a movie yeah. to a television episode yeah. in like five minutes. Yeah, but but I will say on my end, I did like that. I did like that. I love I love a good time fuckery, and I did enjoy that, even though it was At, everything you as, just said. As soon as the electrical storm came back, I was yeah. like, oh, God, you, you don't know where you're going with this. And you <laughs> yeah. just like... It was as if they had written an episode of Twilight Zone yeah. and they had to make it two hours. And so yeah. they just added play, airplane planes. footage yes. in the middle of it. And that's that, that was kind of my review, too, is I was like, you know, enjoyed this and that. But this would have been a really strong 30 minute uh, Twilight Zone. But that's all the plot there was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> there oh, were- by the way, this is my favorite complaint about the movie. Mm. Why is it called the final countdown? Oh, yeah, there's no reason. Well, how many count- there aren't that many countdowns, so the one in here What what countdown happened? Pearl who, Harbor. Who it's counted? Gonna happen oh, in three, a- two, you know. Who counted anything? And why was it final? All I know is I'm glad they called it that because it did inspire the band Europe to that's where they were that inspired. That's really by this. where they that's got really the song. Years later, yeah, yeah, this inspired them. Yeah, they wrote. Uh, what are the lyrics I don't of that song? I don't know if the song is about it, but it inspired the title it's, at least. I know that. I gotta look this up. What the 
fuck? Well, Rocco, you picked this movie, so why don't you give it some shakers? Okay. Um, yeah, basically what I just said. I think in a pre-Back to the Future world, this probably, you know, blew some, like, minds. Like, whoa, yeah, they left it behind, and now they're the old people. Whoa. That's what I took it as, is, like, someone had a, someone had a cool concept, and that's all they had. Nothing to flesh it out. Um, you know, I, I honestly felt like the concept was too heavy for the movie. Like you could, you could stop Pearl Harbor. You could, you don't see any of this. They talk about it on the, on the bridge of a ship. It's a lot of talking. Well, about, they weren't allowed know. to film at Pearl Harbor. So yeah, but, but there was no location beyond that. I, I no. agree with you. The jet stuff was cool, but that's all they had in their back pocket. So it's a lot of jets and a lot of talking about a big concept, but no way to convey it mm-hmm. or show it. So, uh, again, I wouldn't have minded that for a 30-minute Twilight Zone episode. And let, let let me remind you, too, even the Twilight Zone, one of the best shows of all time, has a season where they went to an hour format, and those aren't very good episodes. You're watching them going, That's yeah, true. I, I get it, wrap yep, it up. I I'm get aware. It. So even then, they couldn't get that right. Mm-hmm. Um, fun concept, you know, does, but they don't see it through. But I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a solid two. Um, not enough good stuff to go higher than that, but I wouldn't give it a one because I thought, well, at least there's some, as you said, gr- great shot stuff that you don't normally get to see, and the concept's fun. So I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give it a two. I stay at two. Okay. Um. Well, I'm actually surprised that I'm gonna rank your pick higher than you. Oh, wow. Okay. And I'm gonna give this movie a three. I actually really enjoyed this movie up okay. until the ending. Up huh. until the ending. This Deus Ex Machina ending yeah. sucks. It comes out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. it, it doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. It's not what the movie is driving towards, and so it's really unsatisfying. But up yeah. until that point, like I was enjoying every aspect of this movie, to me, was enjoyable on some level. Though they, it did go long. It did go long. But I like well, the... Tour of the Nimitz. I yeah. like the aerial shots of the planes. I like the boat and the people from the past and their experience story-wise. The mm-hmm. interrogation scene with the captured soldier. It was riveting until it stopped being riveting suddenly and <laughs> harshly. Well, so yeah. I gave it three out of five. Well, like I said, all that stuff that you mentioned being interesting was to me too. And I was like, damn, it's kicking off. And then I checked the time and there were like barely 30 minutes left in the movie. I was yeah. just like... Oh my god! It's a hard. That's my disappointment. The, with the it, movie. it crashes hard. It nosedives for no reason at the end. Uh, Shut down. And if you don't, yeah. If you're, I wasn't paying attention to the time, so I wasn't like, oh my god, they they have no way to wrap this up. <laughs> but that just became clear when yeah. they, you know, tried to show their ending. Yeah. All right, Sean, what do you say? Uh, yeah, I've said the whole time I didn't like this movie. I I agree that there were cool airplane shots, uh, and the idea is like. It's a child idea, as we already said. Like, you would just come up with, what if this happened? And that's fun. And I, I honestly was on board for that idea at first. It just it just really sucked. I just thought, like, I I was miserable. Look, uh, that's where they blow up the boat. This movie has so much th- There cool is, stuff. I'm telling you, there is, like, cool things. And if you want to, like, for my, for my opinion, if you want to see airplane footage, uh, this is the movie to do it. Yes. In fact, yes. I like the airplane footage in this movie better than Top Gun. And Top Gun is a movie that's yeah. famous for its airplane footage. Yeah, but I don't remember any of them from Top yeah. Gun, honestly. This I mean, I do, cooler. but I do, but Yeah, yeah. the airplane I mean, I'm sure back in the 80s or in 1980 this was like real cool too. Like yeah. this is like the best probably. But I just 
don't give a shit about any of that. And then the movie, yeah, the, the ending was terrible. You don't give a shit about anyone at Pearl Harbor. Got it. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what I said. All right, cool. Uh, if they would, honestly, though, I feel like if they would have done anything, like they would stop Pearl Harbor, now that's they, a movie. They needed to throw another monkey wrench in. It wasn't worth just that little twist at the end. Or, to, to Yeah. You know, talking about fixing this movie, here's what I feel it needed. The, the whole gimmick with my mysterious employer, and then you find out, oh, that's the guy at the yeah. end. Mm-hmm. That needed to be way more emotional. Mm-hmm. That character right. needed to be like, yo, my dad died at Pearl Harbor. Yeah. And he like yes. goes back in time and he sees his dad and he like has an opportunity to save him. Or because then it's or, like, or doesn't, and or doesn't, doesn't yeah, because yeah, then yeah. the decision, like, wow, you you left and you didn't do anything. Yeah. What a personal sacrifice. Right. That would have been like amazing. But it's like, oh, my boss who I who I've never met. Oh, you were the guy. Oh, yeah. it's and like, also, like no shit. one. Ca- there was no emotion to any of this. To yeah, me, there it was, was missing emotion. But that the entire movie was like nothing. You're right. And so that it just took me out of it. Um, go to an aviation museum and then you can see better footage. <laughs> and that's my recommendation. Uh, no, I give this one shaker, one shaker from me. This, that's not. Could, do we, you ever have you ever given anything a, a zero? I have given Babe Pig in the City a zero. And you, uh, he was fucking, he was fucking hostile on Tomorrowland too, where he was. That like, was one shaker. I'm giving too. one, and that's generous. Yeah, so I remember you saying that. This movie is way better than Tomorrowland. Wouldn't you agree? If I had to watch another movie again, I would definitely pick this one over Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. I would. I would too. What, 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 what would you say, Rocco? Tomorrowland has a lot of elements I like, but I'm talking like, you know, the music, the soundtrack is so good. You know what I mean? There's a lot of like uh, of uh, aesthetics in it that I like more. Yeah. So I might pick that, both of, but this is a better concept. Both of these the movies had a moment where my brain shut off. Yeah. Tomorrowland, it was about 10 minutes in. Yeah. And this movie was about yeah. 10 minutes before it ended. And yeah. both had dumb endings too. So but I would I would say I got more I got, enjoyed this more than Tomorrowland for sure. Um so my pick, I picked it before I watched this movie, and I feel like there are similar themes here. So we'll watch it and we'll see if uh, I, I'm right or wrong. I watched this movie a million times as a kid. I have not seen it since 1996, I think. So it's been a very long time. We're going to watch the movie Stargate. Oh. And uh, well, I don't think you guys have seen it. I've or never if you have, seen Stargate. I saw it on VHS at your place maybe 15 years ago. Uh, and like shit was going on, and I think I fell in and out of sleep. It was not a good night. So that's my experience. I, again, <laughs> if you watch this movie and Stargate, I feel like there are things that are similar. So I'm curious what people are going to say. Well, I hope Kurt Russell. I don't know what I'm going to say Paul about Harvard, it. So let's. Kurt Russell is going to stop it. I was going to say something, but I didn't get to. You went right into your next week's movie. Oh, I'm sorry. I had one more thing to say. So please mm. show some respect. Next okay. Time. Okay. This director, Don Taylor did one other time travel movie and I'm going to say it's way better than this one. His previous time travel movie was 1971 escape from the planet of the apes. The third planet of the apes movie. A lot of people skip it because it's the one where two apes go back into human time. That's the same premise of this movie, but it's way better. What if the monkeys could go back and stop the, the the human monkey war and And guess what? What? They what? don't do it. No, 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 no. They consciously go from the beginning. No, fuck that. We're not going to say anything. Yeah. And one of them accidentally lets it slip. And a human goes, wait, what the fuck did they just say? Uh-oh. And and it turns into like, it gets, that movie becomes dark. 
And you you skip it thinking like, oh, it's going to be hokey. And it is very corny, but it goes dark. And so if you never saw the third Planet of the Apes movie, go watch that. Better than Final Countdown. Um, I don't know. That's That's debatable for me. No debate here. We're going to do a whole second half of this. What's better? The apes rule, the humans drool. Enough said. Uh, I've seen all those movies, except for the fifth one. Yeah, you're probably good skipping that. All right. Anyways, next week we're doing Stargate. 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 Got it. Stargate. All right. We'll see you then. Enjoy.